Hello, everyone, and Happy New Year. It's hard to believe we're already into the year 2023. I can't wait to bring you more wonderful episodes of the Janice Dean Podcast. And to start the year off right, I wanted to bring you a story that caught my attention a few months ago, and I made it part of my daily Dean's lists you hear on Fox News Radio. A professor at UC Berkeley decided to celebrate and reward kindness in his community. Mr. Alan Ross came up with the idea of calling it the Chris Kindness Award. He named it after Chris Walton, who he says was the greatest teacher he had ever known. Alan says Mr. Walton was someone who believed in the power of kindness and practiced it every day. People get to nominate others who do wonderful things, and the winner gets rewarded $1,000, which Alan pays out of his own pocket. The idea has taken off in his community of Berkeley, and now Alan hopes others will do the same in their neighborhoods. So here's my inspiring conversation with Alan Ross. Alan Ross, I just want to say you made the Dean's List. Oh, thank you so much. (laughs) It only took 30 years, but hey, I'm there. (laughs) Come on. I don't believe that at all. Take a look at my transcript. We'll talk. (laughs) Well, listen, it's a pleasure to talk to you uh, because you're doing something that I really believe in, and that is spreading kindness. I love it. We are, you know, it was an idea I had just um, a while back and finally implemented it, and it's just amazing it's taken off like wildfire well tell me Uh, how it started well after my parents died i decided i wanted to do some project to honor them and i took me a while to think about it and all i was hearing around town and we in berkeley california is bad news we have a major homeless problem crime was up and everyone was just talking about bad news and i i looked around and i thought well there's a lot of good out here too Mm. i'm not minimizing the bad by any means and I said, you know, there's a lot of kindness, I, especially what I was receiving every day from my students and friends. And I thought, why don't we focus on that a little bit? So I had the idea, I'll award $1,000 a month to someone in Berkeley who does an act of kindness. And that was the beginning. And then um, a dorm was built right around then, named after one of my professors who I had when I was a student at Berkeley. And I thought, wait, um, I had a my kids had a preschool teacher who was an amazing, amazing man named Chris, and nothing was named after him. And he was a preschool teacher his whole life. So why don't I call it the Chris Kindness Award? And that was how we got started. Oh, my goodness. And he had recently passed away, right? Also, a similar time as my parents and just an amazing person who every day brought it to the classroom. I volunteered a lot in the classroom. And being a teacher, I so admired the way he connected with each child and took the time for each kid. And even more importantly, on weekends, when you'd think he'd want a break from the kids, where would he be? At the kids' birthday parties, playing his guitar. He was a rock star to them. And there he was, just always giving. And just, you know, I'm so happy that I'm able to honor him this way. I'm glad you brought up important teachers because, you know, I remember my kindergarten teacher uh, and I remember the really important ones that made an impression on us somehow. You know, we we remember the ones that weren't good to us either. You know, the ones, (laughs) you know, that maybe, uh, you know, singled us out in class or, you know, I remember a math teacher that 
you know, made me kind of feel dumb. And I knew I wasn't dumb, but I was at an influential, uh, you know, I was in my teenage years where I was starting to, you know, discover boys. And I thought to myself, well, maybe I am not very good in math. Well, but it's important to remember the ones that made an impact on us. And I think especially when we're young and, you know, our brains are growing, um, those teachers are, are really special, no doubt about it. I, I have a similar experience, a very strong math experience like you had. And then I can remember my kindergarten teacher also and people that have really had an impact on me. And it was such a treat. Our first winner that we announced just a week ago was Michelle Williams, a school teacher right here in Berkeley. And she's been teaching for over 30 years, I believe. But she won the award because a student that she had with special needs several years ago um, is now a teenager, but she continues to stay in touch with this kid, mm. take him out on weekends, spend time with him. And it's a child who isn't invited to birthday parties or play dates with other kids, but she makes a connection with him. And it's amazing, you know, what she's still uh, continuing to do and the impact that that has. You know, it reminds me of of my oldest boy, Matthew. Um, he's in eighth grade right now, but his sixth grade math teacher was really important to him. You know, Matthew's a good math student, but the teacher would, you know, kind of be interested in what they were doing after school, extracurricular activities, and not only be a math teacher, but also be someone who said out loud, if you ever have a problem, if you ever have something that's bothering you, you can always come talk to me. And I remember Matthew, you know, going to a different school. He's in a different school now and saying, I really want to talk to my math teacher. And he did. Wow. He reached out and they had a conversation. It brings tears to my eyes because I remember, you know, him contacting me and saying, you know, Matthew reached out to me. Is it okay if I talk to him on the phone? He said that he had, you know, an issue with a friend or or someone who was not being kind to him or whatever. And they had a conversation on the phone and I, you know, wasn't privy to it. But just the fact that this teacher was someone who would go out of his way after school to talk to a student he wasn't, you know, Matthew's class uh, and and offer that. And he'll Matthew will always remember something that, like that for the rest of his life. He will. And, you know, especially in this post-COVID period, a lot of kids have not bounced back. And I teach college and I'm seeing that. And I start class now, the beginning of the semester, with an announcement about that. If you're having issues, come see me, talk to me about it as opposed to struggling with it. And then at the end of the semester, things don't go well. Then you come tell me your story when, you know, the semester's over. And I've had many students take me up on that and they're sharing a lot of personal information, but it's been a really tough time for a lot of kids. And um, I'm hoping things will, you know, be on the upswing. But um, right now, a lot of kids are still struggling. Tell me about that. How did you deal with the pandemic and, and your kids in school? Um, yeah, I have two children and um, it was, it's been very tough on everybody. I mean, uh, for me, I love the classroom and I teach hundreds of students in, in a big auditorium and um, the energy, you know, to try and bring that to Zoom, not so easy mm -hmm. and uh, very tough. And also the isolation a lot of people felt. Luckily, I still I have a, a tennis community and we were out playing regularly, so I still got to see my friends. Uh, took a lot of long walks in the hills and just to get out. But a lot of people really were isolated. They were living alone during that time. And 
really didn't have much contact. And um, as I say, many of them have not fully recovered at all yet. Mm-hmm. What do you and tell during parents? One, one story, a quick story about yeah. one of those walks I did, though. I still hadn't started the Chris Kindness Award, and I was thinking about it, and then the pandemic hit and all. But I was taking a walk one day, and I came across this young girl who set up a cookie stand right outside her house, <laughs> and they were free. And she was just trying to do something kind. And I thought, as soon as I walked away, I'm doing this. This is it. This award has to start because I, I, I don't, unfortunately, know the address. I can't find this young girl, but she really got me going thinking this is something I want to shine, shine a light on. Yeah. In this dark period, here's this young girl making a difference, cheering people up. It was so sweet. It doesn't take a lot. I mean, this is something that I've, tried to focus on the last few years, especially, you know, I call it making your own sunshine and it can be just a simple thing like opening a door for someone, smiling at someone saying, how is your day? Um, you know, little things that really can turn a day around. You are so right. I mean, I remember another one of those walks I had, I was having a miserable day and um, someone drove by just that I knew and gave a big smile, and my God, the difference it made. Just, again, the contact of, of seeing somebody after you know being isolated a little bit. And um, little things. Um, we had someone who was nominated for our award because uh, a barista at Starbucks had written, a, saw the person was having a tough day, and just wrote a sweet note on the cup. And the, and the recipient said, made such a difference to her receiving that. So yes, little things really do matter. Mm-hmm. And I think if you are a, somebody who benefits from a kind act, you're more likely to do that for somebody, someone else. No question. As uh, Michelle Williams, our winner, talked about the ripple effect that the, the kids, um, we had the entire school turn out for an assembly to uh, give her the award. And the kids went home and told their parents about it. And then the parents were talking about it and thinking of ways they can be more kind. It's it's tremendous how one act can have this tremendous ripple effect. Mm. Tell me about your parents growing up. What what strikes you when you think about their their influence on you as a as a kid and, and a young adult? Um, yeah, the tremendous influence. Um, they were definitely all about giving back. They taught us that at a young age. Um, My mom was very active in the PTA and all kinds of organizations. My dad worked hard um, all the time, but he also made a lot of contributions to various charities. And that's how we were raised. And um, I've always, you know, uh, that stayed with me all my life. And when they passed away, I really wanted to find some way that was very special to give back in their honor. Hmm. What made you become a teacher? Uh, that's an interesting story because um, I went to law school, uh, tried law, and that just didn't work for me. Went into politics, which was my real passion. And um, boy, that was a disaster. <laughs> Three years of not working then, just lost. And a friend, and you talk about the influence a friend can have or a person can have on you. He was teaching, and he said, Why don't you try teaching? And I thought, Are you kidding? Did you see my transcript from law school? And uh, he, you know, encouraged me and, I, you know, gave me some connections. I got started in the first day in the classroom. I said, this is it. I love this. Hmm. Being able to connect with people and talk about things and, and make education fun. 
Um, I love, we use a lot, I use a lot of humor in the classroom and the time just flies by and I've, I've just found my calling. Stay right there. We'll have more of this story coming up. Tell me about Chris Walton, the teacher that you say is the greatest teacher you have ever known. Yeah, he really was. And I mean, again, I've been around a lot of teachers all my life. But what was special about Chris is he met the student wherever they were. And these were, we're talking about three-year-olds. But he got to know each child better than their own parents might and what made them tick and how to bring out the best in each child and to give them the time. And he had long hair and he had a guitar and they could be pulling on things. And Chris never raised his voice beyond this, always was kind with them, patient, just otherworldly. I mean, really a special, special person. What do you tell parents that are having a tough time right now with their kids? Um, being a college instructor, I, I don't speak to parents at all. You know, that's the thing. Um, yeah, so I have not had that contact at all. Mm, that's tough. Yeah. Wh- how would you, you know, what would you tell a student that came to you that's having a tough time? That happens all the time. And <laughs> what I try and do is put everything in perspective that, you know, it, what's most important is their health, first of all physical and mental health and emotional health to take care of themselves and to prioritize that. Um, A B is not the end of the world, you know, and that's Mm. the thing. There's so much pressure on these kids today. And I see it, as I say, with my own children, how hard it is for them to, you know, this idea of competition and making it. And at the end of the day, it's who you are is really what matters so much more than a GPA. And become, you know, a, a real person you know, who has interests and cares about others. And that is what's going to serve them very well, as opposed to having a 4.0. That is really important, you know. And I always say, you know, getting out into the world after school, you know, it's important, you know, to have an education. That certainly opens doors. But it's what you do with that and the people that you meet. And every job that I've ever had, I can I can trace back to a person that I was nice to, you know, that wants to help you. Uh, and, you know, once you get through the door, then you have to prove yourself. But I always say, you know, be nice to everybody because you never know when that ne- next job is going to come from. No question about it. And that's the thing. There's just not enough emphasis on that today. People believe it's all about numbers as opposed to who you are and what you are, and what you're about and and enjoying learning and experiencing different things. And it's it's really sad to me that the the you know, system that we have is so geared around a, you know a grade point average, which just does not make sense, and it doesn't play out in the long run at all. Mm-hmm. Well, this is a good start. You know, what do you say to people who want to try to be rewarded for their kindness? That you know, that's the thing. When we shine a light on this, and the people, even the ones who didn't win, who were nominated, they are so thrilled that they're being recognized for this, and and they it encourages them to do more. And the people, even writing a nomination, if people go on our website www.chriskindnessaward.org and make nominations, and by doing that, they feel better. Even it really makes a difference when you get our brains to start thinking about kind thoughts as opposed to all the problems that we personally face or in society. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Tell me about some of the nominations. What what are people submitting? Oh, unbelievable. That's the thing. I've been so excited about that. We weren't sure how many we would get. And the first month we had over 100. Um, we had someone who's volunteering a tremendous number of hours at the food bank and other people who are making tacos and feeding the hungry. A teacher who bought a bicycle for a student who had trouble getting to school. As I say, the barista. Um, an artist who did a drawing of someone who has some um, issues and that she felt she was represented by this artist in a way that no one else had. It was a brain on a wheelchair that he had uh, drawn. Hmm. Um, really across the board, kids nominating their parents and teachers. And it's just been a lot of fun. Have other schools or other people reached out that they want to kind of do this in their community? Um, we just are getting some messages now from other states even um, and other places in the area. And we are really hoping to grow the organization. And initially I started it being just Berkeley and I was going to fund it myself. And that was it, $1,000 a month. But because of this tremendous interest, we are now fundraising and become we've become a nonprofit organization. And we are actively trying to grow the organization inside of California and beyond. So we really hope this spreads. Mm, I love the idea. I think that that is so important. And you're right. You know, we are surrounded by bad news. uh, And it's important to know what's going on in the world. But we also have to look for the kindness. We have to look for the sunny skies. It's so easy to overlook it. That's the thing. Our brains are, you know, kind of tuned out to that. And if we slow down, and as you say, just a smile, giving it, receiving it, it makes a big difference. And uh, we have an Instagram um, site now. And people, if they go on that, we're going to be posting more and more positive stories that people can read about. And we hope people will sign up and uh, get our newsletter, go on our Instagram and, um, you know, be part of our community. That would be fantastic. We really want to grow this. Oh, I love it. I think it's a, a wonderful idea. I think we need to shine a light on on your organization. And how can people get more information? At chriskindnessaward.org or on our Instagram. And I think, yeah, we're on Facebook also, TikTok. My daughter is getting involved in this and many of my students because social media is not my specialty, to say the least. <laughs> I had never even been on Instagram or TikTok before uh, we started this award. So it's it's growing that way, too. And we want to have a bigger presence. And I guess the, the today's world. And I so appreciate your invitation to, to be on this podcast, too, to get our word out. And I've been doing TV interviews now. And it's just been fantastic. The response. Anyone who hears about it, they're like, is this real? First of all, are you really giving a thousand dollars? And I say yes. And then the smiles, they just say, what a great idea. And I've been so appreciative of this incredible response. Now, how long does it go on for, though? I mean, you know, that's that's an incredible prize, $1,000. That's not something to sneeze at. That's impressive. Thanks. And uh, the goal is forever. You know, I I, um, I don't plan to end this. I, I, you know, figured out I can personally afford to give $12,000 a year to this. And so I will continue to be funding it. And then, as I say, my kids are now getting involved with this and Hopefully it'll be a family project that will continue. We really want to grow this and become something that people will, you know, notice and care about. Mm, we need more of the Chris Kindness Awards. Now, I have to ask you, would you, you ever would you ever go back into politics again? 
Uh, no, but I, I still teach a political science class with hundreds of students where I invite politicians in. And in talking to them, I realized I found my calling in teaching mm. and have no desire to get back into the political world. The people I'm around every day talk about kindness. My bosses, the dean of the business school at Berkeley, uh, Ann Harrison and assistant dean Erica Walker, amazing people, my students, my colleagues, whereas in politics, not so much the <laughs> kindest people that you're ever going to meet. Well, so uh, I really like what I do. Uh, I think it's so important. You're you're doing a wonderful thing, uh, Alan, and I Thank really you. appreciate. It. We're going to spread the word, and if you don't, I, that's great. If you don't mind, I I'd love to you know check in with you in six months and see how it's going, and remind people that we still have to continue to keep spreading kindness. We'd love that. I so appreciate that. And again, if you can get on our website and um, get our newsletter, you'll be rec receiving um, the nominees. You get to vote also. We have that for the we narrow it down to three each month and people vote for the winner. And reading these stories, I really believe, will make you feel better. They're fantastic stories, these nominations. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be like you're giving a kidney to somebody. It can be just. No, that's exactly it. It, it is not that at all. It's really just something from the heart. And, you know, people say well, that paying someone for kindness isn't the same, but that's not the case because they've already done the kind act right. without any expectation. And then an outsider, someone who witnessed it, nominates them. Mm. And, you know, and that way we can get the word out. I love it. You're doing such great work, Mr. Thank Ross. You. I'm very proud so of you. It. Thanks. <laughs> and uh, we'll continue to, you know, keep people up to date and, and check back in with you and and, uh, and I appreciate your time today. And thank you. God wonderful. bless you. My pleasure. Thank you, Alan Ross, for sharing this wonderful idea of the Chris Kindness Award. If you would like to find out more about this wonderful project, you can go to chriskindnessaward.org. Alan says their mission is to encourage kindness by shining a light on the people in their community whose selfless acts makes our lives a little brighter. And that's a project I think we can all appreciate and get behind. A wonderful way to begin the new year ahead. Thank you to all of my listeners. If you have someone you think should make the Dean's List, let me know at Janice Dean on Twitter or Janice Dean FNC on Instagram. Or you can rate this podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or at foxnewspodcast.com. Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. And don't forget to spread the sunshine.